0: sissy halloween encounter i can tell you think that you're clever you think because that it's halloween nobody would ever look at you twice simply because you're a grown man dressed as snow white you were even brazen enough to grab the sexy snow white costume you didn't bother with the traditional princess look when you could go straight to slut i kind of admire that in a sissy I looked at the way your hairless legs were nearly fully exposed by that short, yellow skirt that came with the costume. I could see your bare thighs peeking out over the white stockings and casing your legs. The red garters and the lace stocking tops were such a naughty little touch. There were so many things that gave you away and separated you from a real man just dressing up on a lark. For one thing, those ruby slippers you were wearing had a very thin, four-inch heel that would render most women helpless, but you maneuvered in them like a seasoned showgirl. Your costume showed enough skin to let me know that you were hairless. No real man would do that to themselves for a Halloween costume. Then there were the more subtle giveaways that I always notice. You smelled divine. I think you are wearing Cacharel, yes I am. That name couldn't have been more on the nose, could it? That's the perfume where the bottle looks like a giant tube of lipstick, and even as perfumes go, it's unmistakably very feminine. You wore it well, but most guys don't even think about a scent when they're putting together the Halloween costume. It's not that you had very obvious breast forms so much as the way you used makeup to blend them into your real skin. It made it look like you were exposing considerable cleavage, and who knows, maybe someday you will be. Come to think of it, all your makeup was impeccable. I don't feel like I'm slighting myself to say your makeup was done better than mine. I wonder if you hired somebody or asked a friend. If you did your own makeup, you could go pro with those skills. I wondered if my costume might have been a little too last year. I was dressed as Wonder Woman, and that movie, it was a year and a half old. My costume, though, was based on the comic book rather than the movie, and frankly, None of the guys at the party were complaining about seeing me in a bustier in short shorts. Honestly, it was more of a lifestyle choice than a costume. I sauntered over to you like I owned that room. My high-heeled boots were echoing off the floor as I approached you. As I snaked my arm around your neck, and I lashed your hands behind your back, we drew quite a lot of interest from the other guests. But you weren't struggling. I knew you wouldn't. Now that you were helpless, we were going to have a night of fun that neither one of us would ever forget. As I led you down the hallway to the empty bedroom, I whispered in your ear, I'm Claudia.
1: Hey everybody, this is Kylie You were just listening to uh, Halloween by Mistress DJ, and this is the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I'm joined today by Shayla Espazia. Hi, Shayla.
2: Hi, Kylie.
1: So we have a Halloween... Okay, I'm going to say it once. This is the one time I'm allowed to say this word. Halloween spooktacular today. We have uh, four Halloween stories. Two by uh, Shayla and two by Mistress DJ. So how have you been, Shayla? We've, uh, it's been a, about like a month, I think, since you were on last... Something like that. It was for um, College Change as a Guy. It was yes. I think the last time I had you on.
2: I think so too. Pretty sure. We've done so many shows. It's hard to tell. Um, I've, yeah. I've been good. I've, um, I've been busy. I've had a ton of calls. I haven't put out that much product lately because I've, I've been so busy with calls for the last couple of weeks, but it's been really great hearing from, from you know, a lot of people, some new ones and some people that have been with me for years. So that's been really wonderful. How have you been?
1: I've been pretty good. Uh obviously chance has taken a whole lot of my time. Yes. And um <laughs> sad news that I mentioned last last week. This is the last podcast of season three. And it's a pretty short season. I mean, it's 14 podcasts. One of them's a little weird because it's just I, I separated the interview I did with you about um College Changes, a guy, when we talked about College Changes, a guy, eight, and then realized we hadn't done seven yet. So that was a little odd. This year, there have been, if you say 14 podcasts, eight of them have been you doing stories, and one of them was the interview with you. So you're nine out of 14, which definitely makes you this season's MVP. Nice. But, um, yeah, I'm taking off next month. First up, I think it, it, it kind of helps. It's, it, this doesn't take that much time, but it does take a lot of organization and things to, to get the podcasts up with uh, new material and ready to go every you know every week. But the other thing is, um, November is National Novel Writing Month. Last year, I managed to you know, take off it from the podcast. I set up my writing so I had no writing to do during that month. And, um, didn't go really well. I mean, I had a month, but I didn't really get anything created. The year before, I did though, and, uh, I want to edit it. And so, um, I'm going to be spending the month of November editing, and then I'll be back the first Monday in December with, with new stuff. And, um. I definitely am going to be still working on the podcast during the month of November, getting audios out there. I know, Shayla, you're working on a couple. You've got a series that you're going to be starting, and I'll be getting other people audios as well. So,
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was hoping you would definitely mention, is that just because the podcast isn't going on, we're all still working really hard, and we're going to be putting out a lot of products.
1: Yeah, so please check out. make sure you check out the links in the stores and such. Um, I'll put them up as soon as they're recorded. I'm not waiting for the podcast for the audios to, to go up. So if something gets created next week, it's it's going up. It's not waiting for December 1st. And, and then the other thing, uh, speaking of, of purchasing, and I don't want to make this a hard sell show, so I won't, but um, if you like the Halloween feminization stories, we've got a bunch. Um, there's... Uh, a bunch from last year that that are up. Uh, Halloween humiliation is one that you just did last week. Mhm. Super fun. You know, and uh, so there's a bunch. If you check out if you check out the clips for sale, or even I want clip stars, you'll find a bunch of other Halloween stories. Um, it's just a fun time for for sissies. Um, I always say Christmas stories really sell at Christmas time. Halloween stories sell throughout the year. That's the thing I notice.
2: I can see that.
1: You know. So the first story that, that you, we're going to play from you is called Night of the Cat. And what were you telling me about it before we started the uh, interview?
2: Well, just that, you know, the guy, I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. Men Men start to swell. Their minds start to go a certain direction, but I'm like, It just, she was just a little too obvious. Hey, I'm up to something no good. I mean, there was just, at some point it's like, run.
1: (laughs) We only have, we only have one source pulsing blood through our bodies. That's our heart. That's it. And we have two destinations that desperately require that blood. And so when one of them is thinking, The other part cannot be thinking.
2: I know, and I love that so much. (laughs) It it could be that I use that to my advantage sometimes.
1: I believe that. I know that. (laughs) Daily. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and actually, I will mention this, okay? I promise no hard sell this. But also, if you do like my books, as well as the audios, um, Pamela Harlow, who also writes for Candy Apple Press, Liked Night of the Cat so much that she did a sequel this year. It will probably be an audio sometime next year, next Halloween, called, um, what is it? It's like um, The Pirates and the Princess, which is the same guy foolishly falling for another Halloween uh, caper of hers and her friends. So <laughs> there is a sequel to the story, too, out there. Nice. Um, but yeah, this is this is just why you should never wear a, a matching Halloween costume with your mistress. It's just you know, there's a reason you don't do that. And so he finds that out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know. There's uh yeah, this one this one is kind of cruel, but it, it's kind of fun too, I think. So this is Night of the Cat. Written by me and read by Shayla
2: Aspasia. Night of the Cat. Written by Kylie Gable and Claudia Acosta. Narrated by Shayla Aspasia. I always get such a kick out of sissies at Halloween time. For some reason, they all think the holiday gives them An ability to dress up as a woman in public and nobody will notice because it's part of some Halloween costume. Actually nothing can be further from the truth. A knowledgeable woman like me can spot the telltale signs coming a mile away. You know when a guy shows up to a party with flawless makeup And no real explanation of how he mastered it the first time he ever used cosmetics? That's a red flag. Can you walk in heels? As hard as it is to learn to walk in them, it's considerably harder to fake not being able to walk in heels properly once you've mastered it. Have you been observing women in public and copying their mannerisms? I do wish you luck trying to forget them now. You see, we all know, and most of us simply don't say anything. We have bigger things to care about on Halloween. Enjoy your party dressed up as Wonder Woman or a sexy pirate. But don't think for a second that we don't know exactly what you're doing. I do love Halloween. It's a great holiday for women like me. You see... We do have the ability to be our wicked selves in ways we can't indulge ourselves most other times of the year. What kind of woman am I? I'm a dominant and a powerful goddess. However, you would probably call me a bitch. Now understand that bitch has two meanings in a contemporary vernacular. The first definition means someone who is weak and in a subordinate position. I certainly am not that. The other definition is sort of a female bully or a mean girl. It's a woman who knows what she wants and acts aggressively to get it. Well, here I am, guilty as charged. That is the kind of bitch that I am. I know what I want, and I know I'm going to get it and you'd better not even think about standing in my way. Believe it or not, Halloween is a terrific night for women like me. Let me tell you about Halloween last year. It was one of the most fun holidays I had ever had. First thing I did was months before in August, when I had found a delightful cat costume that was extremely sexy, but not too slutty. I knew right then and there that I had found my Halloween costume. But as a wicked thought came over me, I decided not to stop at just one cat costume. Instead, I bought two identical costumes. Looking around a tremendously overpriced hotel bar on Halloween night, I knew that some company was having an office Halloween party. There were just way too many dull men in way too many dull suits. Only a few people in the bar had even made the extra effort of putting on a Halloween costume and all the costumes were extremely lame. I ordered an $8 Cosmo and began to peer around the bar looking for the right guy. I have very high standards. A lot of eyes were on me and I could tell that my costume was quite a hit. I always say that you need to dress for the man you want, not the one you have. I spotted a guy standing alone in the corner with a scotch on the rocks in his hands. He seemed as bored at the party as I was and kept checking his phones. A lot of girls probably wouldn't have noticed him. He was actually an inch shorter than me in the boots that went with the costume I wore. He was kind of a wimpy looking guy, but he was perfect for my plans. Oh God, I feel so overdressed, I said, approaching him. Is this an office party or something? Yeah, it is. It's for Brinkman, Lerner, and Walner, he replied. Doing a double take when he saw my cat costume. Oh God, accountants, I blushed. I really must look like an idiot. Not at all, he replied. I love your costume. I think you look absolutely great. You're not just saying that? Scout's honor, he answered, holding up his hand. I was a Boy Scout once. Oh, I like a man who is good at knots, I teased. His reaction told me everything I needed to know. I'm so sorry. That was way too forward of me. I swear I never act like this. Don't be silly. I love it. Well then, why don't you buy me a drink and then... Maybe we can go up to my room, and I can show you how frisky a cat can be. Um, what are you drinking, he asked. I'm drinking, Cosmos, I said, swallowing the rest of my glass. I'll be right back then, he said, fighting his way through his co-workers to the bar. He had no idea what my plans were for him that night. If he did, he would have run shrieking in terror like a victim in some extra cheesy old slasher film. Seducing this guy was simply a matter of getting him to focus on me instead of his work. By the time we had finished our second drinks, he was putty in my hands. Shall I show you my hotel room, I cooed. I think you'll really like it. Sure, he said. This never happens to me. I find that hard to believe. I had my eye on you the moment I entered the bar. He was surprised to find that I didn't just have a normal room, I had booked a suite. This room was just for sucking and fucking, and so having a bed and a room like this would definitely arouse some guys. I opened the door and let him enter first. Wow, this is some room, he said, obviously impressed. It suits me. I said, putting my arms around his neck and kissing him firmly and passionately on his lips. This is almost a perfect night. What's not perfect? he asked. No, I said, You'll think I'm silly. Why would I think you're silly? If I can please you, I want to. Well, I pouted, It's Halloween, and somebody isn't wearing a costume. I'm sorry, he replied, I haven't dressed up for Halloween since college, and besides, I don't have a costume. I have a costume that would fit you. What is it? It's a cat costume, just like this one, I said. Oh no, he replied, I'm not cross-dressing. First, nobody would know. Second, it would make me very happy, and I would make you very happy. I wasn't kidding about the knots downstairs. I'm very kinky. I'll be embarrassed. Who would see? It'll just be us, I assured him. All right, but if I don't like it, we'll stop. Yay, I cheered. This will be so much fun. Where's the costume? Oh, no, not yet, I said, kissing him deeply on the mouth. I rubbed up against his body seductively. You need to be smooth you can't be serious he complained of course i'm serious baby i pouted look nobody will see it it'll feel great and you'll make me very happy you want that don't you how happy how does half a dozen blowjobs sound i don't think i could survive that many he protested nice thought though huh i asked yeah of course I really need to know you'll do this for me. I need to know that you trust me, I pleaded. I'm sure I'll regret this, but all right, he promised. Let's go, I smiled, and I took his hand in mine, walking him into the bathroom. I had him take off his clothes while I started a warm bath for him. I poured a liberal amount of Victoria's Secret Pure Daydream Bubble Bath into the tub. Notes of Rose, Gardenia, and Vanilla the room i smiled to myself knowing that in only a few moments that same unmistakably feminine scent would be on him as well a bubble bath i promise it'll be relaxing i guess he said stepping out of his red bikini underwear you have a nice body i cooed now step into the tub and let me get you all cleaned up That's a really girly bubble bath, you know. What can I say? Victoria's Secret has the good stuff. Besides, it's going to feel so relaxing. Of course, he got into the tub. Women like me have a way of getting what we want. And I picked out this guy because I knew he would not be able to resist my charms. It suddenly occurred to me that I didn't even get his name. Not that I really needed it into the bath he climbed and i produced a razor and shaving cream i told him to just sit back and let me do all the work he seemed to like that idea and soon had actually drifted off i took advantage of that and i shaped his eyebrows a bit too soon he was hairless as a newborn babe in fact i had to wake him up to have him get up to his feet "'and step into the luxuriously soft towel "'that the hotel had provided us. "'How does that feel?' I asked. "'It's strange,' he replied. "'I haven't been hairless since I was in high school. "'I really like it,' I cooed. "'I don't much care for hairy guys. "'It's kind of gross. "'You are a major improvement. "'Let's go out to the vanity, and I'll do your makeup.' "'Do I need makeup?' he asked.' "'Really?' I replied, giving him a look that was equal parts disdain and disbelief. "'I didn't go through all that work of getting you smooth and half-assed this. "'Besides, I'll make this worth your while. "'I mean, that is if you do like blowjobs.' "'Of course I like blowjobs. What guy doesn't?' "'Right. Now let's start with some fingernails,' I said. "'I think some nice red nails would look terrific on your hands.' So again, sit back and relax and let me do my thing. That is going awfully far. It's Halloween. Deal with it, I teased. Now give me your damn hand and stop playing hard to get. He did, and I was very pleased that he didn't even question the long acrylic nails that I was gluing to his own nails. They were a glamour length, a half inch long. As I glued them one by one, his hand began to look much more feminine. I then proceeded to paint them a very bright red, the kind of shade that drives a man wild. Even he couldn't resist holding his hands up and staring at his own nails. They're so long, I don't know how I'll be able to use my hand. You'll get used to it, and besides, it's a different part of your anatomy that I'm interested in tonight." For his makeup, I again chose colors that I knew guys liked. Obviously, for a cat, I wanted to give him cat eyes with bold liner. Surprisingly, the mask that went with the costume had rather big eye holes, and they had the effect of framing the eyes rather than concealing them. Making his eyes pop would be even easier, and that's exactly what I did ruby red lipstick that perfectly matched his nail polish and the final touch it's kind of weird he said but the heavy makeup with my short hair makes me look like a drag queen I think maybe a little I said but I'm not finished with you yet you're going to look so perfect when I'm done with you haven't you noticed what I'm doing you're making me look like a girl yes but a specific girl I'm making you look like me "'We're going to be a couple of twins when I'm done.' "'You are kinky,' he said. "'I could tell he liked that. "'You have no idea,' I replied. "'Now let's get your costume on you.' "'I guess, and for a penny, and for a pound, what do I do?' "'There wasn't much to the costume. "'The top was a black leather corset, "'but one that didn't show off much of his breast. "'I was able to use forms to stuff the cuffs.' "'to give him a bit more of a feminine shape. hmm you're starting to look good enough to eat.' "'I think it's too tight,' he gasped. "'I know, but it's so worth it,' I said. "'Your figure is amazing. "'Let's just finish, then I'll loosen it "'after we see the final version.' "'Okay, but hurry,' he pleaded. "'This would change my plans just a bit.' "'I could tell he wouldn't cooperate "'all the way until the end.' but I could get him 90% of the way there. I rolled up a pair of fishnet stockings up his legs and then pulled tight black shorts up his thighs and snapped the elastic around his waist. I decided this would probably be too difficult for him to pull them off for himself when the corset wrapped so tightly around him. The next touch was a pair of black leather boots. They were just amazing. I felt a little ridiculous buying multiple pairs of such an expensive item, but it was well worth it even if his feet were half a size larger than the boots. They went up past the knees and had a five-inch heel with a two-inch platform. He took shallow breaths, trying not to bend as I laced him up. I nodded them off and took him by the hand and led him over to the big full-length mirror in the room. I took the black leather mask and put it on over his head. The back of the mask had a long black braid of synthetic hair just like mine. I think until that moment he thought my braid was actually real. Well, what do you think, I asked. Oh, my God, I do look like your twin, he said in astonishment. Seriously, I look like a hot woman. I can't believe it. I think you look hot, too, I said. Now, can you listen the corset, he asked. Not yet, I said, pushing him back down on the bed. I could tell he took my wrestling for foreplay, as I knew he would. The outfit was far too confining, and he wasn't at all used to it. I stealthily reached for a long black cord on top of the nightstand, and before he knew what hit him, I was tying his hands in front of him. "'Hey, what gives?' he asked. "'I told you I was kinky. Just go with it,' I said. "'I'm not comfortable with this,' he complained. "'I really don't know you, and the corset is too tight.' "'I know, baby,' I cooed, the whole time tightening the cord around his wrist. "'I brought them off over his head and tied them off to the headboard before he really started struggling. "'Untie me now,' he demanded. "'This isn't sexy anymore.' "'Do not tell me what to do,' I snapped, slapping him hard on either side of the face.' seem to be in control of this situation and you're going to do exactly what I say and that is going to be very sexy for me anyway help help me he began yelling and struggling against his bonds more intensely I didn't think anybody would hear him but his thrashing around after I told him not to pissed me off clamping my hand over his mouth I reached into the nightstand and pulled a black ring gag from inside I forced it into his mouth and strapped it tightly behind his head. I wasted no time tying his ankles together, and then tied them tightly to the foot of the bed. "'Now you're very helpless,' I said sternly. My demeanor had definitely changed, and I could see, as I crossed my arms, that it was freaking him out. And I could kill you right now, and nobody would find you until the maid came in. But I have no interest in hurting you physically. Now, hopefully you're not too uncomfortable because you're going to be here for a while. I'm going to freshen myself up, and then I'm going to go downstairs and possibly to some nearby establishments, and I'm going to pick up some men. They're going to come up here, and you had better suck them off like you have never sucked off a guy before. Actually, thinking about it, you may not have, but it's pretty easy, really. Disappoint me, and you'll have a lot to explain to the maid. Let them find out you're not what you appear to be and they may do something worse. Do we understand each other? Tears were welling in his eyes as he nodded. I went to his pants and took out his wallet. I held his driver's license up to the hidden camera. I would have all of his contact information. I then took his platinum card promising him that I would eventually return it. After tossing his clothes down the laundry chute, I fixed my lipstick I put on some mood music and dimmed the lights grabbing my purse and putting his credit card inside I told him don't wait up I gave him one last wicked look and left walking out the door and down to the bar I still remember the confused look on the woman at the hotel's front desk face when I asked her for another six copies of our room key she reluctantly gave them to me though "'and now I was ready to party. "'I started at the hotel bar. "'I had to sit there in my little cat costume "'for nearly ten minutes "'before some brave guy finally bought me a drink. "'My knight in shining armor,' I said "'as I ordered a top-shelf whiskey on the rocks. "'Where's your costume?' "'I'm in sales and I'm here on the road, "'so no Halloween for me,' he replied. "'Well, a gentleman deserves a party on Halloween.' It's only once a year, I said. Maybe we could have our own party, he said. That depends, I replied. How kinky are you? He smiled, told me everything that I needed to know. Perfect, I said. I love to be tied up, and I've always wanted a man to come to my room when I'm restrained and ring gagged and face fuck me. Then just leave me like that. You're putting me on, he replied wearily your choice I said we can stay here making small talk all night but I can tell you that you won't get any or you can follow my directions to the letter and you can fuck my mouth really he said here's my key card when you're done just leave it on the nightstand or is this too kinky for you I challenged him okay you're on he said great give me 20 minutes to get myself ready for you I said, leaning over and giving him a very passionate kiss, just to seal the deal. I wanted to make sure he wouldn't back out. I downed my whiskey and I left. As soon as his back was turned, I slipped out the door. I still had six more keys to give away. I was sure it was going to be a great Halloween night. I really love it when I get to play the tricks and some poor sap of a sissy gets the treats. Six loads of them, to be exact.
1: Alright, and we're back, and that, Night of the Cat, is like the big feature for, for this episode. And the others are, are considerably shorter, especially the two that Mistress DJ has recorded for us. Um, the next one, is also by Shayla. It's called Bambi and Thumper, which is a fun, fun name. Um as Halloween costumes go, we did sexy Bambi and Sexy Thumper. What is your favorite Halloween costume this year, Shayla?
2: Oh gosh. Oh wow I didn't even know you're gonna ask me that. Um I know. <laughs> No, oh my gosh, I really don't know. Right. I mean, for me, I always try to dress in something sexy, whether it's you know, naughty nurse or just just something really hot. So I don't know. I don't have a personal favorite. I haven't even picked mine this year.
1: It's this year is a weird year, you know. I, yes. I I'm not quite sure how how it's going to go, and I don't know are there going to be trick or treaters? Do I need to get candy? I don't know. Um, it's I it's that myself. It's like Saturday, daylight savings, full moon. There's all sorts of stuff that day.
2: Okay, um, I stay inside. <laughs> yeah. Turn up the lights. Stay in the house.
1: Here is my wicked Halloween costume thing.
2: Okay.
1: okay. One of the things that the girls used to do with me a lot with Halloween. Okay. If you want to embarrass, uh, if you want to embarrass. A Sissy on Halloween, the best costumes are things like fireman, race car driver, lumberjack, something like that. I bet you didn't know that, Shayla.
2: I did not. Tell me why.
1: Because you don't get the manly version. You get like Little Miss Red Hot for the uh, fireman. (laughs) <laughs> or you got like sexy girly lumberjack with short shorts or um so that when he's at the party you can say hey I, you know we gave you a lumberjack costume you can't get more manly than that
2: <laughs> I love it
1: yeah little little trick you know find find the the, the sexy female version of whatever macho costume and then you know it's that much worse.
2: <laughs> I will have to keep that in mind for my sissies.
1: There you go. So this one is not inspired by anything that happened to me in, 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 in college. It's actually inspired by when I was a small child trick-or-treating. We had these plastic pumpkins. Have you ever seen like, those plastic pumpkin buckets? hmm Okay. This was not that. They were similar idea, but they were like three or four feet high. And they were wide. These were like, you know, when I was trick-or-treating with this thing, when I was like, you know, five, it was close to my size. So I would literally, with my one friend, before, right before we stopped trick-or-treating when we were our oldest, he lived nine blocks from me. And we would trick-or-treat the entire nine blocks up and down the, the streets. We probably did three miles of trick-or-treating. And that would fill about half the bucket so in this the task the task that Bambi and Thumper have is to fill their Halloween buckets, and it was inspired totally by my Halloween bucket when I was a kid. Ooh,
2: lots of walking, lots of <laughs> humiliation
1: yes <laughs> and and I was dressed as probably something you know in you know something like a vampire or something um. Very different if you're wearing if you're if you're wearing sexy Bambi heels because you know sexy <laughs> Bambi <laughs> needs heels. So,
2: oh yes, it, I'm they- all the porches. They have to go up the up the steps to get oh, yeah. to the front door. walk in those heels.
1: They always say that sissies wearing heels for the first time look like newborn tears. Anyway, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one Shayla has not recorded yet. Um. So I don't want to put her on the spot too much But I would say I think it's a pretty fun story it's, it's not really, really long But it's, you know, Bambi and Thumper is the name And as usual, written by me And read by Shayla
2: Bambi and Thumper Written by Kylie Gable And Claudia Acosta Narrated by Shayla Aspasia "'Aren't you girls a bit too old to be trick-or-treating?' asked the young woman in the skeleton costume, who opened the door. "'You're never too old for Halloween,' said Bambi, in her most bubbly voice. "'Yeah, it was either this or go to a party with a lot of underage drinking.' "'Well, whatever,' said the young woman, holding out a bowl filled with Snickers and Starburst. "'I'd probably have gone with the beer.' Both Bambi and Thumper took a Snickers bar and thanking the woman dropped it into the plastic pumpkins they were using to hold their candy. This response was nothing new. Half the people who had opened the door for them had made some comment about their age. Fortunately, they didn't know about their gender. For if they had known it was two 18 year old high school seniors dressed in the ridiculously sexy Halloween costumes, they probably would have been less willing to part with their candy. And candy was what the two boys needed right now more than anything. Ugh, my feet are killing me, complained Bambi. I know, replied Thumper, my legs are freezing, but we're absolutely screwed until we get these pumpkins filled. It all started innocently enough earlier that day. Megan Perez, the hottest girl in the entire school, had told the boys they needed to come trick-or-treating in her place right after school. They had never been flirted with by a girl like Megan before, and it made them feel so wonderfully masculine. There was no way they had turned her down. Bambi was the first to arrive. He checked himself in the reflection of the glass door and rang the bell. When Megan opened it, he tried to stay cool and calm as he told her, trick or treat. She opened the door and let him in. He hadn't expected all of her friends to be there. When she finally announced him, I think I'll go with trick. It was a little too late. The girls grabbed him and using a fresh coil of clothesline had restrained and gagged him and then shoved him into a hallway linen closet. He tried to slip out of the rope and spit out the gag, but these girls knew what they were doing. He was very effectively bound. He couldn't make more than a soft murmur through the gag, but he could hear what was happening in the living room. He could hear another boy meeting the same fate as he had. Six determined girls against one frightened boy wasn't a very fair fight. Soon the struggling had stopped and he heard Megan tell her friends to make sure all the knots are tight. The door to the closet opened and while Bambi's eyes adjusted to the bright light of the hallway, Megan and her friend April unceremoniously dragged him out. The boys were placed together on the couch. With frightened eyes they looked up at their captors who taunted and mocked them. The girls were proud of themselves for having captured these two boys without any help from their male classmates. They took photos which the guys really didn't want their classmates to see. It was so humiliating to admit that a group of girls had done this to them. April used more clothesline to secure Bambi's ankles and arms to the couch. The girls then picked up Thumper and hauled him to Megan's bedroom leaving bambi all alone he struggled with his bonds as hard as he could but he had been too well tied the girls spent the next hour getting thumper ready when he was returned to the living room bambi could scarcely believe it he had been denuded of all visible body hair and he was dressed in a very sexy girl's bunny costume consisting of a soft furry pink halter top, bow tie, bunny ears, fingerless gloves, and pink short shorts with attached belt and tail. His legs were encased in pink fishnets down to the furry knee-high boots, which he struggled to walk in with her three inch heels. Bambi was untied from the couch and likewise brought to Megan's bedroom he hoped that he was ungagged he could reason with the girls and talk his way out of it but they would hear none of it they were focused on the task at hand and that task was turning him into a cute female deer they began by removing his body hair by the time they had secured his antlers to his head as a crowning touch it was clear to him that they had succeeded His body had been shaved and his face was heavily made up. The makeup was interesting, not only enhancing his features like normal makeup, but also darkening his nose and making his features look positively deer-like. He was wearing a short brown mini-dress, dark brown tights, and brown boots with five-inch heels. On his head, he wore a pair of deer antlers. His hands were still tied behind his back and the girls sat him down on the couch before changing how he was restrained. They tied their two captives so that their arms were wrapped around each other in a forced embrace. The toughest thing about blackmail for a sissy is the principle of escalation. The longer you're blackmailed, the more incriminating the blackmail will become, and the more difficult it will be to escape. That's what happened to Bambi and Thumper. The threat of posting the pictures of them bound together in their costumes led them to agreeing to kiss, which led them both to being untied and agreeing to make out with each other for 15 minutes while the girls took pictures. Those pictures guaranteed the boys complete obedience. Now that you know that not doing what you're told means your total humiliation, Would you like to know how to prevent me from posting those photos today?" Can you please just let us go, asked Thumper. Now, we didn't spend all that time getting you ready just to let you go, said April. Besides, you two deserve this. How do we deserve this, asked Bambi. We've never been mean to you. I'm not surprised that you've forgotten. When I first started wearing a bra, I was super-sensitive about it. You were playing with my brother and managed to swipe one of my bras from the laundry. You then hung it up on my locker the next day, mortified. That was years ago, protested Thumper. And revenge? It's a dish best served cold, replied Megan, holding up two large orange pumpkin buckets. They were identical and stood at two feet tall. You're going to go trick-or-treating. I'm sure you'll love it. All you have to do is fill up your buckets. If you do, we'll give you your clothes back, help you wipe off that makeup, and we'll even let you leave. I can't go trick-or-treating dressed like this, protested Bambi. You really don't have a choice, and the longer you spend arguing about it, the less time you're going to have. "'because trick-or-treating officially ends in this town at eight. "'And Megan's parents will be home by nine, warned April. "'How much candy do we need to get?' asked Thumper. "'I expect both pumpkins to be filled.' "'But I'm not heartless,' said Megan, "'reaching into a much smaller plastic pumpkin by the door "'and pulling out two fun-sized packages of sweethearts "'and depositing one in each of the cross-dressed boys' pumpkins.' you can't make us do this protested bambi i don't even think you'll really show those pictures let's just go interrupted thumper we don't have time to debate with them now that's sensible said megan go on before we make you hold hands the two boys scurried down the stairs just as a rather large group of girls were walking up the walkway to trick-or-treat we'll never fill these buckets up said thumper I know, replied Bambi. We'll have to go to hundreds of houses, and even if we wanted to, the girls just aren't going to give us that kind of time. I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday, and I just can't spend it tarted up like some slutty bunny rabbit, protested Thumper. I have an idea. At this point, I'll try anything. Let's find some kids and bully them into giving us their candy of getting pieces of candy going door to door we can get bags of candy yeah of course we've got a better chance of getting this done faster what about those girls we saw when we were leaving Megan's asked Thumper that won't work said Bambi they had their parents with them okay so we need a group without parents Thumper looked around for a few minutes before spotting a group of four boys who appeared to be easy targets they didn't have much in the way of costumes They probably thought they were too cool for them. How about them? Yeah, that'll work. I won't feel bad about taking candy from them either. They're not even wearing costumes. Bambi and Thumper walked quickly across the street, scurried down the street until they were just about caught up to them. They waited as the four boys went up to the house to get candy, and as they came back down to the sidewalk, the two high school boys made their move. Sorry, boys," said Bambi. We're going to have to take your candy. Oh, my God, cried one of the younger boys. He's a dude. No way. They're both dudes, exclaimed another boy. Yeah, we're guys, and we're going to kick your asses if you don't give us your candy, growled Thumper, menacingly. Or what? You'll hit us with your purses, laughed another kid. Bambi felt a stream of gel shaving cream hit him in the left side of the head what the hell? Soon the younger boys were reaching for eggs and cans of shaving cream and Bambi and Thumper took off running. They did pretty well considering that neither was wearing anything that resembled running shoes. They managed to lose their pursuers two blocks away. Winded and no closer to their goal, they climbed the stairs to yet another house. An older woman smiled as she opened the door before asking the same tired questions as everybody else. Aren't you girls a little old for trick-or-treating?
1: All right, and that was Bambi and Thumper by myself and Shayla, and we're both here back. This is kind of getting to the end of the podcast. Um, Instead of ending with, you know, us talking, I want to end with... um. The short clip from Mistress DJ. So if you're one of those people who just likes the audio, and there are way less of you than I thought, then then stick around because cause that's coming up. But um it's been a great season. It's really abbreviated. This was only a 14 podcast season. And the reason for that is because the one before it with COVID, I tried to go extra long in order to um, you know, when we're all stuck in the house with nothing to do, I thought it was a pretty crummy time to, to end the podcast. So, um, it ended later than it would normally have. And so I definitely want to have November free for other projects, but I will be back in, like I said, the first week of December. And, um, I'm really, you know, looking forward to a great season. That one, that one's probably going to go until about March. So you'll, you'll get a longer season. Um after this one. Uh, I try to do two seasons a year. This one, this this year was a little bit weird because of the virus. So, Shayla, I, I really appreciate everything you've done this year. I mean, like I said, nine out of 14 of these podcasts were you. And there was nothing that I, that I have hated more in the past than when it's Sunday and I know I've got a podcast to go and it's like, what audio haven't I played yet? And I never had to do that this year with you. And so I really, really am grateful for that.
2: Oh, I enjoyed it. I loved every minute. And you know, I just I don't know. I just I love it. I and I think it's fate. I mean, me finding chance in the my finding chance in the dumpster and now he's your roommate and we've had such a good time. I mean, between between that adventure and we've gotten really close. I have had a blast with this. I mean, I feel like I'm I hope you don't mind my saying this, but I feel like I'm as much a part of this podcast as you are. I mean, I I love sending out tweets about it and doing it, and the audios have been so much fun. I really love it, and I feel like I'm part of it.
1: Well, honestly, um, I talk for, if I don't interview you, I talk for six minutes a show, six minutes a podcast. Um, And you are usually on for somewhere between 25 and 30 minutes a podcast. So, if you've been on nine of them, you've probably talked for about um, four and a half hours. This podcast, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't I'm talking, that. You know, if I let's say ten minutes because of these interviews I've done. So, and I've probably talked for ten minutes times fourteen, so four hours. You know, no, a hundred and forty. So that's uh two hours and 20 minutes. So you've talked about twice as much as I have. Oh, wow. (laughs) So to us, it might feel like my baby, and it is, but to people listening, they've heard your voice twice as much as they've heard mine.
2: I did not realize that. Oh, wow. That's cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you're perfectly welcome to feel that way. And I mean, yeah, I mean, mean, like I said, there are less people who just listen to the audio for... Uh, the stories that I thought people actually like hearing us talk. And I was kind of surprised at that. But um, it's still, there's still more people that listen to the stories than, 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 than listen to the interviews, which means you're kind of the star. So <laughs> think that as it is, you know?
2: I feel special. You should. <laughs> <laughs> really, I do.
1: So we, yeah, like I said, we have a big season coming up. I'm looking forward to to having November to edit, which is my least favorite thing to do. But I really, you know, I was really proud of myself a couple of years ago for finishing up. I wouldn't even call it a novel. It's like 45,000 words. And I really want to, um, to edit it. And, And I'm looking forward to having that done. Um, in the meantime, we've got a lot of shows. I, I, I don't even know how many shows we have, but I, I would guess somewhere like between 60 and 70. Probably more than that, because it seems like a long time since we did the 50th show. Um, so I guarantee you probably haven't heard them all. And if you have, you probably don't remember them all. So go back, listen to some of the old episodes. Or do us a big favor and maybe buy an audio or two. We would love that. We really would. (laughs) Um, Usually I'm doing pretty good, and I'm not going to complain about it, but I I did check my rank last Monday on uh, Clips for Sale, and I hadn't sold an audio in about a week. And it's like, you don't have a rank. That was depressing. (laughs) Yes, very. (laughs) I I sold a couple this week, so it's a little better. But, yeah, please buy audios. And in the meantime... Have have a wonderful month. It's weird. I get it. Uh, Thanksgiving has me dumbstruck, you know it's like I, I hope it's not you know just chance and me sitting on the couch eating a uh, microwave turkey dinner, but um, <laughs> whatever it is, um, I hope I hope you have a good one. and like I said, we'll we'll be back beginning of December. And if you get really, if you get really lonesome or homesick, you you can always call Shayla on the phone.
2: Yes. I'm on not flirt. I'm on, I want clips or I want phone, which is part of, I want clips, but yeah, y'all give me a call. I would love that.
1: I know. And so please also take care of, uh, of, uh, Ms. Candy Apple on Nightflirt. And yes. I'm even available on Nightflirt. I'm usually not on for phone calls without appointment, but you can always just text me and say hello. So anyway, have a wonderful month off. And uh I hope to see you all at the beginning of December. And and why do I always say Shayla, why do I always say I hope to see people when this is a podcast?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I'd do the same thing though.
1: That's like exactly. my trademark. See you next week. <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly. I guess it just feels personal, but I yeah, I I, 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 yeah. All
1: right. So, our listeners, this is going to be a, a a different kind of ending, just like it was a different little beginning on this on this particular podcast. Um, we're going to sign off with another Mistress DJ audio, and the audio is post Halloween cuckolding. You know, if you're a sissy and you decide to get dressed up for Halloween, that might tell you something, you know, that might tell people something about you. And, uh, you know, it it might not, but sometimes, you know, a mistress might be a little bit more observant than other people. So, Post-Halloween Cuckolding by Mistress DJ, written by me. Take care. Post-Halloween
0: Cuckolding everybody knows that Halloween lasts for exactly one day October 31st. People who love Halloween regardless of age run around like crazy to get all the fun they can on that one day. However a secret you should know is that a clever mistress can make Halloween last much longer. Michelle is such a mistress and a good friend of mine. She was dating this loser named Keith for the last year and a half but any spark they once had was long gone. Unfortunately, they had to stay together because they made a mistake when they were in love and bought a condo together. The building roof collapsed and they needed a new water heater, and now neither of them could afford to leave. Keith was not very well hung, which was something Michelle was willing to overlook during the good times, but now that things had soured, she wanted a good fucking. Even worse, she had found out that Keith had actually been hitting on her. She called up her friends Lauren and Beth, and the two of them came up with a devious little scheme. When Keith came home from work Friday afternoon, he found Michelle dressed in a very sexy police costume with knee-high boots and short shorts. "'What are you dressed for?' he asked. "'I approve.' "'Oh, don't tell me you forgot,' asked Michelle. Uh, yeah, I guess so,' admitted Keith. "'What am I forgetting?' Remember, my friend Beth got sick and had to postpone her big Halloween party? It's November 9th. Isn't it kind of late for Halloween? Like I said, she was sick. Did you forget to get a costume? Yeah, I guess so. Just then, the doorbell buzzed. Michelle opened the door to see Lauren standing there in a police costume matching her own. Hey, Lauren, guess who forgot a costume? asked Michelle rhetorically. Oh, no, said Lauren. "'I'm sorry, I forgot,' said Keith. "'You know,' replied Lauren, as if deep in thought, "'some of your clothes would fit him, wouldn't they?' Eh, "'They might be a little tight,' said Michelle. "'That suit us fine. "'After all, what goes with two cops better than a prostitute?' "'I don't know,' protested Keith. "'I don't want to wear a dress.' "'Then you should have come up with your own costume,' said Michelle. "'They let him into the bedroom.' He didn't exactly go willingly, but he didn't really put up a big fight either. "'Oh, yes,' said Michelle with glee as Keith sat down under vanity. "'How you feelin', girly?' Lauren asked Keith, smiling wickedly. Keith scowled at her and didn't answer, and she picked up some liquid foundation. "'This is gonna be fun,' said Michelle, grabbing a liquid eyeliner. "'Let's do his—sorry, I mean her—eyes first.' Lauren nodded and started to look through Michelle's mascara and eyeshadow collection. She had loads. Michelle put liquid eyeliner around Keith's eyes and genuinely marveled at how much it improved his appearance. "Who's doing eyeshadow?" she asked, and Lauren volunteered, "I found a super pretty lilac glittery eyeshadow here. Perfect. I'd never wear that," said Michelle. Keith blinked rapidly, and Laura scolded him. "Eyes still," she said. We can't give you pretty eyelids if you keep moving them. Now keep them closed. Keith kept his eyes closed as Lauren applied a generous amount of lilac, glittery eyeshadow. Eyes open, she said, and Keith complied. Hmm. More liquid eyeliner, I think, she said. Michelle still had it in her hand, so she took over. Eyes closed again, Keith, she said. Once again, he did as he was told. Michelle applied more liquid eyeliner over the eyeshadow, and waited for it to dry a little before she said, Eyes open! The two police women looked at him in the mirror. Lovely, Michelle said. Now I'll put the mascara on. She told Keith to keep his eyes open, and she put this on. Then the two women sincerely felt proud of how good his eyes looked. Time for lips, said Lauren. She started to look through the vast amount of lip makeup Michelle owned. Lauren applied a layer of wet-looking pink lipstick to his lips. Pretty girl, cooed Michelle. As Lauren had been applying the lip liner, Michelle had already been looking for the most appropriate gloss for the occasion and found one that was mainly pink but had glitter in it. Pink and glittery, how pretty, she said, and started to coat Keith's lips with it. We still haven't done foundation, exclaimed Lauren. Just a temporary oversight, said Michelle. Let's fix that. Let's go for powder, Lauren said, and got a puff ready to apply it. Then, blusher afterwards. Lauren and Michelle laughed out loud. I never thought a blusher, Michelle shrieked, and set about looking for the brightest one. Hasn't this gone far enough, pleaded Keith. Maybe next time you'll remember a costume, said Lauren. Michelle applied the foundation to make Keith's face look doll-like, and Lauren did the finishing touches to his cheeks using rosy red blusher pretty said michelle now let's get him dressed the girls had put keith into some of michelle's sexiest lingerie black thigh highs and a bright red garter belt push-up bra and g-string panties a pair of extremely sexy red four-inch heels a shiny red blouse with enough buttons undone to allow a glimpse of bra and a black leather miniskirt completed Keith's slutty look, along with big hoop earrings, about a half a bottle of perfume, and a flaming red long curly wig that Keith had no idea Michelle owned completed the look. As the girl showed Keith his reflection in the mirror, he could scarcely believe it. You really got carried away. I think you look great, said Lauren. Yeah, lover, you're going to knock em dead, said Michelle. The three of them drove to the Halloween party together, with Keith driving, Michelle riding shotgun, and Lauren in the back seat. As soon as the three of them walked out of the car, Lauren sprung on Keith from behind. She twisted his right wrist behind his back, and his left soon followed. Michelle hurried and applied her handcuffs. What the hell are you doing? complained Keith. Relax. It's for the costume, said Lauren. We'll let you out after everybody has seen you. No, absolutely not. Keith was cut off by Lauren shoving a penis gag into his mouth and buckling behind his head. He was not only gagged, but now had a dick sticking in his mouth, and a bigger one sticking out. Let's go inside, said Michelle. It's the only way you're going to get that stuff off. Keith had no leverage in those ridiculous heels he was wearing. He allowed the girls to walk him inside where he discovered that nobody else was in costume. He started to protest and rebel, but the two girls quickly maneuvered him to the middle of the couch where Lauren used her own cuffs to attach him in place. The entire party was laughing at the show as Beth greeted her two friends. Everybody, announced, Beth, this is my new sissy maid. I'll be training her for the next few weeks. I need maid service and my dear friend Michelle needs this bitch trained. Keith struggled, but found the actual police handcuffs that the girls had used on him unbreakable. Lauren and Michelle went upstairs and came down in a couple of sexy outfits that fit in much better with the party. Beth sat on the couch next to Keith, while a tall man with a dark beard sat on the other side, softly stroking his thigh. "'In time, Peter,' said Beth. "'In time.'" Just after midnight, Michelle left with the guy she met at the party. She blew Keith a kiss, even as she walked away in another guy's arms. Keith grunted into his gag, but only Beth seemed to hear. Ah, don't worry about that, sissy. You have so many other things to learn. There's so many dresses and shoes and makeup and lingerie in your future. That's what you should be worried about.' Keith could see out the window, where Michelle's date had her pinned against his car and was lifting her dress up. He could only cry in frustration.'